Dog, this, this, listen, this is some funny shit right here, dog. What is that? I was fucking with this chick, right, from D.C. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I'm fucking with the chick, so, you know what I mean? I said, come back to the teller, you know what I'm saying? Let's pop off some. I got a little Hennessy up there, a little thug passion, whatever. Yeah. You know, so she, she, you know what I'm saying? she was like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? She went and did what she had to do, met me at the hotel about 12 midnight. Uh-huh. You know, I'm in there. You know, uh-huh. I'm doing me. I'm smoking wild cheaper. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't know how I jumped off, but it just jumped off. By the uh-huh. time I knew anything, you know I mean, she was, you know what I mean, sucking a nigga off. <laughs> like, she started pulling my pants down, and threw me on the bed, like, you know what I mean, like, I like it rough. Yeah. You know, started sucking my nipples. I love that shit. <laughs> she started sucking the guard's toes, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, hold up. <laughs> Sucking my toe. I'm an old nigga. I know my toe game ain't up to par. I ain't had a manicure, pedicure since '89. You know what I mean? So I bet, fuck it, man. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. Y'all, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. When you see something ill, you know what I mean? That shit is broke. Anything ill you see is broke. Have a big six at the club, that's cool, okay? Especially if we got the fully equipped kid on it, it's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, I had this bad bitch in town, she was cool. Had me fucked up in the head, I mean, bought the fish, diamonds, and pearls, I mean, should have seen them shit shining on the wrist. Now, money ain't a problem, see, my dough is like, hold out my bankroll on y'all niggas, like, lost the boot shrimp from two tenth, like, you wanna beat my blueprints? I'm like, oh. had to hit the brakes on y'all niggas like, oh. niggas getting both on my block like, oh. coming home within a half an hour like, oh. running like they had the manpower like, oh. more or less, more so I rip it so so I live the fast life, come through in the pump slow like, oh. my niggas like dough, like dro, nitro, my flow, nice clothes like, oh. East Bay with cocaine like, oh. Now I'm Doc Strange in the range like whoa 100 miles an hour switching lanes like whoa Plus I'm getting brain from this chick like whoa Aye, 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 aye Yo Fuck is the deal Yeah man, this is that new King No Nonsensor shit man That hot shit nigga It's that shit right here nigga This episode is called Whoa 
You feel me? Yeah, man. Um, if you have been under a rock, might as well just go ahead and just bring the track back, nigga. Fuck it. Why the fuck not, bro? I'm just saying. I'm saying, though. Um, if you've been under a rock, you know, right after the massive loss of DMX, hip-hop lost another warrior in Black Rob. Yeah, I just told my pops that Black Rob died. He was kind of fucked up behind it. No cap. He was a fan. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Black Rob, though. Straight like that. Straight like that. He was born in Buffalo, New York on July 12, 1969. And... Moved to Harlem. Oh, actually, you know what? My bad. June 8th, 1968. Yeah, I had my uh, mouse on the wrong thing. But um, anyway. Man. I remember the first time I heard Black Rob. It was on No Way Out. It was on a track called um, I Love You Baby. And that was one of the more underrated songs on No Way Out. And Black Rob bodied that shit. And then he put a new version of I Love You Baby on his debut album called Life Story. It was supposed to come out in 1999, but it was pushed back to 2000. Because, you know, they were doing the Biggie album, Born Again. And they didn't want Black Rob shit to be overshadowed by Born Again. And when Rob first signed the bad boy, it was 1995. So you got to imagine the type of patience. You know, Rob was still in the street. You know, he got the big contract. I guess he signed for like 250000 or something like that. And he blew through that shit like wildfire. Like a lot of young and poor African-Americans do. And he spent most of his time, you know, writing shit for Puff. Just like every other bad boy artist did. Like Mark Curry, like G. Depp, like Mace, like Biggie, like Lil' Kim. You know, he spent his first couple of years just writing for Puff. Then in 2000, when Life Story came out, bruh. That album... I mean, according to Wikipedia, it's platinum, but I heard that shit is really triple platinum. Because I remember on a, a song on uh, Puff Daddy's The Saga Continues where Black Rob says, Life Story, Scan 2 Mill. So I, you know, they said that Life Story went triple platinum, so Wikipedia got to fix that. But y'all don't understand, when Woe came out in late 99, this song was just everywhere. It was catchy, it was lyrical, and it was crazy. Like, Life Story was a solid album. I wouldn't call it a classic, though, but it was a really good album. I like the record with the locks called Can I Live, PD World Tour, Thug Story, the fucking Slick Rick remake. That was banging. 
That was a banging ass album, uh, Life Story. Like this nigga had everybody on here from Black, from uh, G. Deb to Mark Curry to Puff Daddy to Jennifer Lopez. I Dare You was crazy, crazy fire also. It seemed like Bad Boy, you know, with the, you know, was coming back after the death of Biggie because, you know, his, the roster was thick and they were setting up for Puffy's comeback album. Um, the saga continues, you know, they had a new roster, you know, G Depp, um, Black Rob, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mark Curry, Loon, like they were making bad boy was coming back. You know what I'm saying? And then Black Rob would release his second album called the Black Rob Report. And before we get to Black Rob Report, the saga continues is another classic Puff Daddy album, man. Like Black Rob stole the show on Let's Get It. Despite G Depp putting together like three of the hardest verses ever, like Black Rob still was crazy, right? Back for good now. Like Black Rob was and then he was on the biggest single of his career called Bad Boy for Life. So Black Rob was on some big giant fucking singles, y'all. And then his second album, Black Rob Report was actually a better album than Life Story to me because it was more like uh, um, you know the first Black Rob album was more like you know he had all the he had a lot of features on that first one the second album you know he only had Akon and them niggas from the band on there that's it though And it was more of a, 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 a proper album. You know, Ready was the first single where he had the little kids on the hook. Like, it was some... Yo, let me tell you something, man. It has some crazy tracks on here. Star in the Hood, She a Ho, Watch Your Movements with Akon, which is my favorite song on there. Warrior. So... The, the Black Rob Report was a very solid album as well. So rest in peace to Black Rob. Now let's get to the meeting. Let, now let's get into this, man. Stephen Curry is on fire, ladies and gentlemen. He's averaging 40 points the last 10, 11 games. This nigga didn't hit like 10 threes and back to back to back to back to back games and shit. Steph is making his case for MVP. Everybody, I mean, I love Damian Lillard. I want him to win MVP, but Steph Curry just carrying that sack of shit team of his and just fighting for that playoff spot. Like, that's going to make the uh, playing game very interesting. Very interesting. Like, I watched Steph tonight go against the Sixers. They, I know they beat them without Ben Simmons, but Embiid still played. Both Embiid and Curry stole the show. Steph had 49 points tonight, 
and made 10 three-pointers again. This nigga just tied Kobe with the most 30-point games by a player that's older than 30, that's 33 years old or older, bro. That's insane. It's probably going to come down to Joker, Embiid, and Curry. I got Embiid to win MVP, though. The second game tonight. <laughs> I know y'all been waiting for this. I've been waiting, too. I've been, I was itching to get back home to talk that shit. Kwame Brown Drummond, a.k.a. Andre Drummond, a.k.a. Andre the Beat, <laughs> a.k.a. Sam Bowie Drummond, <laughs> a.k.a. Desana Jop. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say Desana Jop Drummond because Desana Jop actually played fucking defense. The Utah Jazz beat the fuck out of the Los Angeles Lakers today. 111 and 97. Oh, don't worry. The score, the score was actually closer than it actually looked out there. Rudy Gobert had a nice little 14 and 10 on Andre Drummond's head. Meanwhile, the game before this, right? I got criticized for saying that Andre Drummond should have had. 40 points against Ursan Ilyasova. They played the Jazz this weekend. I think they played them Saturday, right? And Andre, what he, what he had that game? I tend to forget sometimes. Let me pull that shit up. Let me pull up, man. He had 27 points and 8 rebounds, which is fine. But I felt like he should have had 40, and I got criticized for that. He's not, he's not a 40-point scoring guy. He's not that type of guy. It's not about that. It's about dominating at your position. Pause, but it's the truth. You mean to tell me that Ersan Ilyasova, and then there's no backup center for Utah at that time. And Drummond couldn't get 40. Get the fuck out of here, bro. But tonight... This was the worst game that I didn't seen Andre Drummond play as a Laker. And he's had some bad games. That first game as a Laker where he ripped his whole toenail off. This nine-foot pigeon-toed nigga had two points and four rebounds in his first game. I take that back. This, this is the second worst game. But to be completely honest, I'm not even going to say that first game. I'm not. I'm going to discount that first game. But tonight... I seen Andre Drummond just get murdered in that pick and roll. Like guys were going to the rim with ease. It was so fucking easy for those guys. It was like a wide, it was just like the layup line on Andre Drummond. That nigga is the worst pick and roll defender in the National Basketball Association. Nigga, I'll take Willie Colley Stein. At least Colley Stein a foul. Like, come on, dog. 
Come on, dog. This nigga went three of 12. Most big men, a good big man at least shoots 50% from the field. Because all your shots are going to be at the fucking rim, dude. This nigga was missing hooks, missing dunk. This nigga had a dunk. And, um, (laughs) he dunked it and tried to smack the backboard, but he missed the damn dunk. It was like a whole shacting the fool montage. That's what it was. Every every play I seen Andre Drummond get the ball. This is what I thought of. Yep, this is exactly what I thought of. Every time Drummond got the ball. The fucking circus. The universe soul circus. That's exactly what I thought about Andre Drummond tonight. The nigga was juggling the basketball. The nigga was missing dunks, missing freebies. And I told niggas, man. I told niggas and I showed niggas that with Rudy Gobert there, Andre Drummond was not going to do shit. And then when he tried to shoot on Gobert a couple of times, he got his shit blocked. How many blocks Gobert have tonight? Gobert had two blocks, and they were both on Drummond. That's a goddamn shame. And they beat the hell out of them without Donovan Mitchell, too. To add more insult to injury. Let's change this subject. I can talk about this all night. LaMelo Ball is set to uh, resume basketball activity, so we could possibly see a LaMelo Ball return. And if he comes back, the Charlotte Hornets, depending on what opponent they get, they're definitely going to succeed in the playing game. That's no question about it. But it depends on who they play if i'm charlotte i don't want the bucks sixers or the nets i want all those other guys the hawks the knicks i want one of them they probably would have a shot i would love to see a nixon hornet series that would be a fun series to watch i know this is not a usual topic that I cover, but I have to talk about this. All that motherfucking Smith. Oh my God. Every time this dude gets a, I liked Alden Smith as a player too. He can blitz. He can hit. He was a talented football player, but this nigga is a chronic fuck up. This nigga is the literal definition of can't get right. Now, we can't use that excuse of, how come when white people fuck up, you don't say anything? No, man. No, man. There's white people and there's Alden Smith. This is a different kind of nigga. 
this nigga signed a contract with the fucking Seattle Seahawks and then goes and chokes out another nigga and gets charged with battery. That nigga rap sheet is longer than Bobby Brown's. That nigga rap sheet is longer than a Jimi Hendrix song. That nigga got a rap sheet. Rap sheet. And that's just a goddamn shame. That dude got all those opportunities and still couldn't get it right. And back to drumming for one more thing. Mark Jackson said something. This I was disappointed in Mark Jackson because I look up to Mark Jackson. But this nigga said, you have to give drumming credit. For trying because he's got a lot on his plate with LeBron and AD being out. No, he doesn't. He's in a he was in a position to where he can take control of the team, and he's not built like that. What Ti say about Lil Flip? Your heart pumps syrup so niggas can pump you. That's Andre Drummond. That nigga heart is made of the Kool Aid from House Party One. But, um, got a couple more subjects before I get the fuck out of here, right? I've been opening my mind to changing the rules for the NBA GOAT, and I have been heavily critical of my own self to change my list around. And I'm adding the value of the rings versus the amount of the rings. Because... Paths, it's never about the team. It's about the path that you take to win the title. This is why I don't ever pick a champion without seeing the one through eight. Then we could go ahead and dictate and pick apart the path. Obviously, injuries affect that path. Like if you make a prediction and the star player gets hurt and they don't play as well you can't get clown for your prediction because that's not fair but I've been reworking my top 100 greatest of all time list by actually looking at the value of the ring versus the amount who did you face in order to get that ring because you know uh, JXMY High Roller, I guess that's his name on YouTube, he put out a video about the last 37 years, the hardest championships to win in the last 37 years. And Hakeem Olajuwon, I think it was the 95 Rockets, had the roughest path to an NBA title. And they used metrics and numbers and shit to determine that. And they used the whole system. You could look that video up. I forgot what it's called, but I know JXMY High Roller is the guy's name on YouTube. But I'm going to get the fuck up out of here, man. And um, I don't know if I'm going to do a show about the motherfucking um, greatest of all time and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm going to do that shit. 
But that's gonna that's gonna be a long video. That definitely got to be a part one and part two with the updated and finished results. But I am going to be reaching out to my peers for some help because I don't do none of this shit without help. And oh yeah, I think today is the um, Red Man and Method Man versus. I totally forgot about that shit. I will be present to watching that. I totally forgot about Red Meth. Are they going to be on time? They're probably going to be too high to start on time. More than likely. And I got Method Man in this. Because I just think that the Wu-Tang catalog is just way too strong. Method Man can pull out any of the Wu-Tang joints. And don't even have to pull out his solo songs that much. But he's got so many. Red Man got hits too. Red Man got better albums than Method Man. So he ain't no slouch. So, I'm out.